Well, hello there. This is Henry Harrison. Welcome to another edition of the Spiritual Foundations of Mental Health. This week's topic, don't believe everything you think. Okay, well, we begin this week with a um, a wonderful illustration and review of the basic premise of this conversation with the help of the uh, seventh grade science class of my daughter, who's learning about the cardiovascular system. And it's amazing to be reminded of this wondrous mechanism, this wondrous system called the heart and all of its uh, flowing. We have a heart that's basically made up of two sides. One side is directing blood that is recently oxygenated and filled with nutrients out to all the cells of the body. Every single one of the cells is relying on on this delivery system that the heart makes available through the blood, the flow of the blood. And then the cells, every single one of those cells makes use of the oxygen and the nutrients. It makes use of them. And then in, 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 in exchange, it returns some kind of waste product, toxin, CO2. And then the blood, the heart is pumping as well and the blood to come back and thereby um, make its way back to the lungs. Now, what's amazing, what's absolutely amazing is that I once heard this metaphor that uh, the blood is kind of like a, uh, it's like a subway train. And in the lungs, there are these fast, these wondrous little sacs called alveoli. These sacs are the, the like tip, tip, tip end of where the bronchial tubes reach to. And these little alveoli is where, is like kind of like a train station. So the alveoli are the train station and the blood that passes through are like trains, like trains passing through a train station. Just like in a regular train station, there are passengers that are getting off the train into the station. There are also passengers waiting in the station to get onto the train. So the blood that's coming from the body is deoxygenated. It's newly filled with CO2 and other types of toxins. And the CO2 needs to get off the blood train. It gets off the blood train into the station called the alveoli, and then it's drawn out as we exhale, it leaves the body. Now, in the same way that we exhale, of course, we also inhale, bringing oxygen all the way down the bronchial tubes to these last little, little, little teeny sacs called alveoli. And so oxygen are like the passengers waiting on the platform of the train station. And as the blood passes by, they jump onto the train. And then that blood, that oxygenated, newly oxygenated blood gets sent out of the lungs back into uh, the heart. And then it shoots out to the rest of the body. And it repeats and repeats and repeats. And that means that at all times, as we're sitting here right now, listening and talking and thinking, we are receiving and experiencing this flow, these two wondrous types of flows with both healthy and oxygenated nutrient-filled blood as well as toxin-filled blood. And it's healthy. It's normal. It's a it's, it's a 100% part of the human experience. And it's a good part of the human experience. And just as we have a physical heart, we have a spiritual heart. And that spiritual heart flows with warm and trusting and peaceful and expansive awareness. And it flows with self-centered and short-sighted and fearful and um, frightened consciousness. And it's just an amazing thing to know that that is the nature of how human beings work. And therefore, as I'm living in a given feeling, I can consider, well, the reason I'm feeling this way is because the reality of my life is frightening or stressful or uh, discouraging, and that's just my life and who I am and 
reality with a capital R, or I can live with the awareness that there is a flow of feelings that are flowing through me. There's a, a kind of, there's this psychological flow. My moment-to-moment my -moment feelings and moods, my psychological experience is being created and shaped by the same way everything is being created and shaped. And that's, there's, that is through this single simple source that is making available this flow. And I'm feeling it and I get to look at it and I get to watch it and I get to understand that even as it looks and feels totally compelling to me, that I'm feeling the events and circumstances of my life and my past, I'm, I can know that it, 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 it can, it, it doesn't, this feeling is not reality with a capital R. I am experiencing events. It could be I have challenges, circumstances that need my response could be someone's damaged me. It could be I damaged someone. It could be there are real events that require real responsiveness, but the feeling that goes with those events and circumstances is being created in this moment. It's not being created by the event and the circumstance. It's, be, by, it's being created through a wholly different mechanism, a wholly different system called the same thing that way, the same way everything is being created by, by a moment to moment flow from a source that's beyond this world. And that's showing up in my heart mind. And I get to live with that. I get to watch that. And when I do, I don't know how to uh, remember this on command and wake up to this on an insightful level, but I, I still know it's true. And that awareness, that curiosity, that willingness to explore is a wonderful spiritual accomplishment. It's the commandment of affirming a belief in a single creator, a single simple source. And when I acknowledge that something is not resulting from those uh, direct circumstances and events, but rather from the single simple source, I'm fulfilling another commandment called don't believe in false, in, in, in false gods. Don't ascribe power to something that's not truly in possession of power. There is no other power. There's only one. And that is just a wondrous thing. And, and, and if we will, are willing to look for that and be curious and interested, we're going to see it. We're going to find it. And we're going to have more and more appreciation for our ability to live in our lives unconditionally with the warm and positive feelings and with the uncomfortable feelings. And we will have insights. We will hold on to the, the, the distressing feelings less and we'll experience We'll have greater understanding and compassion for the experience of those distressing feelings. We'll have more meaning in those distressing moments. We'll have more capacity to live a meaningful life. And by default, we'll, we'll, we will less frequently hold on to those. We will less frequently kind of make, we'll make them less sticky. They'll flow more easily when we're not bothered and busy trying to analyze and take them to heart. How can I get, what's the cause of this distressing feeling? It's something out there that I could do differently or should do differently or should have done differently. That simple but mistaken attempt to analyze the feeling, it makes them stickier. And of course, it's a misunderstanding. Okay. So today I introduced the topic called Don't Believe Everything You Think. And I'm going to share with you a couple of moments where I first saw this before I knew on a conscious level the idea about the inside out. I didn't, every single human being in this world is experiencing the truth of this, this psychological truth. Every single human being, whether he is aware of the fact of this psychological truth, that he's on the receiving end of an ongoing flow of feelings and, and kind of formless energy 
some trusting and some insecure. Whether he's aware of that and has seen it for himself or not, he's still on the receiving end of it. It's still happening. I had these experiences, and in retrospect, they are um, kind of sparkling moments where I saw the wondrous, simple gift of this flow. I, I see it in retrospect more clearly. One of them was when I was first learning about Jewish wisdom, I was in Jerusalem, I was learning at Isha Torah, and I was deeply touched and inspired by the whole kind of Torah wisdom idea and the potential that people had. Um, I was drawn to it. On the other hand, I had a lot of discouraging thoughts, a lot of discouraging thoughts. I had a lot of internal noise about what was relevant to me from these inspiring and empowering thoughts and what wouldn't be. And I remember listening one time to a wonderful speaker talking about the great potential within us and what we could accomplish with the help of Torah wisdom and et cetera, et cetera. And I was drawn. And then all of a sudden I saw and felt this bubbling voice pop up that was very familiar and said, you know, that's, that's relevant to him. He's obviously confident and strong and got his act together, but you know something about yourself and you're not relevant to that in the same way. That was the kind of background noise and feeling that I was feeling. And then something happened that I, I want to be very clear. I, I didn't do it, but I see that it happened. It, it really did happen. All of a sudden, another voice that bubbled up, uh, it was kind of a, a thought feeling that said, you know, um, that's what you feel, but what would God have to say about that, pers that perspective? Like, does that match God's take on things? And it was really interesting. Like, I I wasn't fully used to that. Like, I hadn't had that experience of thinking to myself, hey, my felt reality feels so real. It feels like such a complete and closed reality with a capital R. Like, this is life. Uh, but maybe there's a perspective other than mine that's even more authentic than mine. You know, like you feel this really strongly and you're pretty convinced of it. You're, you're, you could make quite a, an argument on behalf of those darker, discouraged feelings. But at the end of the day, are you more authoritative than God? Like would, would, would God agree to those perspectives? That was really interesting. And, and in that moment, I kind of had this, internal realization like well no I, I don't think he would and it was fascinating because it really had very little to do with do I feel the right way do I not feel the right way do I feel confident do I not feel confident it was just like well I have these thoughts and feelings but who says they're really authoritative wow that was really interesting like a window opened at that moment like a real window opened that I thought I was in a totally closed room there was no way to kind of venture beyond. It, there wasn't a beyond. There was just a difficult room. And then all of a sudden, a window opened that was like, no, there's something outside this room. Like, you're, it's not all there is. You're not only an exclusive. Like, what? There's something other than what I think and feel? That was really interesting to me. A window opened. Now, soon enough the feeling dissipated and I kind of was revisited and, re, you know, kind of living once again in the kind of discouraged feelings. And I can't say that I, 
I took away a beautiful conclusion. Hey, you know, you human beings work this way. Like you, you live in a feeling that you think is not just a feeling. You live in a feeling in a way that you think it's reality with capital R, but, but know that even as you're living in a feeling, it's not the description of reality that you're living in. You're, you're, you're just living in your feeling, but there's something I, I didn't, I didn't have that understanding at the time, but it still made a difference. It still made a difference. And now looking back on it and realizing I didn't know a thing about the inside out understanding. And yet this wisdom was popping up. It's popping up in every single human being. It's showing up. It's, it's animating us. It's kind of piercing through what can be habitual, uh, habit oriented feelings and perspectives and beliefs that we have. It could like that stuff can get pierced and then, okay, it could dissipate, but, but wow, I look back and see, I've always been susceptible to these piercings of insight and understanding. There was another occasion that I remember preparing for, um, preparing for the first time I was going to take the high holidays, the Yom Yom Rosh Yom Kippur. The first time I was going to take it really seriously as the opportunity of a really significant nature. And I was, I was kind of intimidated. Like it was a big day. I was going to last a long time. I hadn't really had experience being in shul for so long. And, and uh, I was nervous. I didn't want it to be like, I didn't want to get um, kind of uh, over like a short circuited from the length of the day. I, I, I didn't want to have bad feelings during the course of the day. And I didn't know what I was going to do. And in, in addition, I, I, the whole idea of going before, like showing up to this day and making these big prayers and yearning for life and asking for life and asking for forgiveness, it was just like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I'm good at this. I don't know if I'm, it was all back in my kind of spiral of like, how am I going to do? And do I feel confident? Do I not feel confident? It was so kind of living in that closed door. And then once again, <laughs> there was a moment where it occurred to me, you know, I'm, I'm not really going to I'm not I'm not showing up to these Yomim Naraim these holidays with uh based on like can I do this can I not do this how well will I do it how well will I how how confident do I feel like it really isn't so much about that whole internal calculation it's it's I'm commanded the creator of the universe has set aside these days and he's commanded me to ask for life. He's asked, he's commanded me to uh, seek mercy and seek forgiveness. It's not really like who, who says it has to do like the whole calculation of like, how do I feel about this? And do I feel confident about it? And can I do this? You know, that, that whole calculus is just kind of like not really what it's about really like what would how's how's god viewing this you know undertaking and he's like in my mind it was like well he's saying you have to do this i'm not really commanding you based on how uh confident you feel i'm just commanding you and it was again fascinating where this window opened and i got this sense that like that that whole busy feeling, analyzing, estimating is not necessarily something that I need to really look to. I don't know how to disappear it. I, I don't know how to 
make it go away. On the other hand, I don't need to, like, it's just a, it's just a voice. It's just a feeling that I don't really have to be an obedient to be obedient to. I don't take orders from it. And again, it was a window that was opening. We, we have every single one of us, whether we are living in this moment with that taste of liberation, with that taste of possibility, with that insight filled heart of hope and, and excitement, even if we aren't living in that moment right now, we've definitely had windows open. And if you're a guy, if I'm a guy in a room that um, if I can't see, and I don't know, there's a way out, but I know, I know there was, I, take, I, I felt a window at some point and then I lost track of it. I'm already a different guy. I'm already a different guy living in a different experience of the room. I know there's a window. I, I don't know where the window is, but I know there's a window. And that allows me to be in my life in a different way. It allows me to, it, 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 the possibility of me being in my life with what I, I refer to as kind of an unconditionalness. I can bear my life. I can bear the distressing feelings that I'm feeling. I can carry this difficulty, even though it's painful, because I know there's, um, I know there's an alternative. And as we come to taste that appreciation, like as we, as we, as we're curious, as we're interested, as we're uh, willing to watch what's showing up in our heart, even a little bit. We don't have to be like attentive and scrupulously watching our heart at all times. Just at moments during the day, we're curious and interested, like what's going on right now? We can sense that there's different feelings and different moods. There's something showing up that's not us, that's animating us. And we get to interact with it. We get to watch it. We get to be with it and yet simultaneously, and then appreciate that, um, that we don't have to believe everything we think.